So good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Tina 90 Body Burn 30 support call. This call happens Monday through Friday at this time, which for me is 6.40 in the morning. And I know it's 8.40 in Texas, and on the East Coast it is 9.40. Mountain time is 7.40. So adjust it for your time zone. If you're here live, then that's great. Then you're here at the right time. You can always pick these calls up on SoundCloud, spelled S-O-U-N-D-C-L-O-U-D, and put in Frank, F-R-A-N-K, Lomas, L-O-M-A-S, and TR90. And these calls are archived back, I believe, almost eight years because they started doing the recordings back in 2013. With that being said, for those of you that don't know who I am, I'm Susan Mann out of Portland, Oregon. I come to you with an education background. And I came into TR90 when it first started because I was on the R90 program, which was the redesign in 90 days. And while it worked, it wasn't as good as, it didn't work as well for me as I thought it ought to, and the TR90 program certainly did. Uh, with the addition of the supplements and all the extra support that they put into that TR90 package. So with that being said, that TR90 program is one good lean, clean meal a day, two shakes a day, three snacks a day, 30 grams of protein at at least three of those meals, making sure to get plenty of fruits and vegetables, seven plus servings. Yes, I did say seven. Uh, Making sure to drink plenty of water to stay hydrated. The current thinking is at least one ounce of water for every two pounds you weigh. So if you weigh 100 pounds, you should be drinking a minimum of 50 ounces of water. If you're working out heavily or if you are in a very humid area, you'll probably need to increase that so that you don't get dehydrated. Um, Dehydration a lot of times starts setting in and you think you're hungry and you're not sure what you want to eat. That's dehydration starting to set in. So always drink a glass of water. And if you're really still hungry after that, then it may well be hunger, but dehydration is really key to stave off if you can. That being said, seven to eight hours of rest daily, 30 minutes of exercise moderately or heavily at least five days a week. Taking your supplements 15 to 20 minutes before a meal, if at all possible, is really great. If you're not able to do that, do take them with your meals. They'll still work. It's just that they won't be quite as effective as it they would have been if you to take them if you had taken them 15 to 20 minutes before. And I think that is everything that's on the usual um, list. And with that being said, I am sharing some information to help support that PR90 lifestyle out of a book that's called Superfoods Health Style: Simple Changes to Get the Most Out of Life for the Rest of Your Life. And it was written by Stephen G. Pratt, M.D., and Kathy Matthews. And last week I actually started in a section that has to do with sleep and why it is really important for us to do that. 
And I'm going to do a little side note first before I jump into the main part of our topic. So it says, attention athletes, there is research evidence that most of the improvement of motor skills depends on sleep. Improvement of perceptual or motor skill continues after training has ended, and sleep is very important to maximize this improvement. The sleeping brain does a reprocessing of recent memory patterns involving motor skills. In addition, numerous studies support the idea that sleep is essential for the brain memory function. And the main part of what we're starting out with today is about sleep and performance. You might have guessed that sleep deprivation takes a toll on performance, and this is certainly true. One study showed that sleep restriction of six hours or less per night produced cognitive performance deficits mimic the loss of two full nights without sleep. This is actually a relatively moderate sleep debt. Many people experience it regularly, never imagining that it could seriously impair their waking neurological functioning. This same study, which involved 48 healthy adults aged 21 to 38, also reported, and this is critical information, that the study subjects were largely unaware of their increasing cognitive disability. Other reports corroborate this finding, were tired and were not performing well, and were oblivious to the fact. Most people believe that they function normally despite being sleep deprived. No doubt this helps to explain why sleep deprivation has become a common condition. We not only perform less well when sleep deprived, we try less. One study of college students who were sleep deprived found that on the day following their sleep loss, they not only, as you might guess, were sleepy, fatigued, and had longer reaction times, but they also selected less difficult tasks than the control group. The selection of the least demanding option is a complex situation, has obvious implications for safety, reliability, and effectiveness of workers. Nearly 25% of the population, including night shift workers and medical residents, and interns are particularly sensitive to sleep loss. A recent study of medical interns showed a clear relationship between the hours slept per day and the number of attentional failures during night shift work. Most significant, this study examined the work performance of highly motivated, intelligent segment of the population and clearly their sleep restriction had a significant effect on their ability to perform work. Another study of medical interns reported that those following a traditional schedule, little sleep, and long hours made a 35.9% more medical errors than a group following a so-called intervention schedule, more sleep and reduced work hours, 
Another interesting study compared performance after being awake 30 minutes to 5 hours or longer than the subject's normal sleep time versus measured amounts of alcohol intake in the same subjects. The authors concluded that the magnitude of the behavior impairment observed when the subjects were performing tasks just a few hours after their normal time of sleep onset exceeded that observed following a legally intoxicating dose of alcohol in these same subjects. The fatigue of sleep deprivation is an important factor that is very likely to compromise performance, accuracy, and speed. And in some ways, sleep deprivation is like being drunk without any alcohol in your system. If you believe you can perform well in any endeavor without a good night's sleep, so wrong. So he includes a side note here of a health style basket case. Every now and again, he encounters a patient who is desperately in need of a complete health style makeover. This patient typically has a poor diet and is highly stressed and is physically inactive. Here are his instructions. Go home and go to bed. You can't live healthfully if you don't sleep. And chronic sleep debt makes other healthy, helpful activities difficult to achieve. You won't exercise if you're exhausted. You won't make good food choices if your appetite control is out of whack. And it will be if you're sleep deprived. And you sure can't control stress when you're struggling to stay awake and function on a high level. He prescribes a full week of adequate sleep before you begin to think of setting other healthy goals. When you've achieved that, then you're ready to take on all of the health style challenges. So first recommendation is make sure you get the sleep so that you can tackle all of the other goals. So the next part actually has to do with um, close your eyes and avoid diabetes. Data from the Nurses Health Study showed that healthy women who reported getting less than five hours or, or more than nine hours of sleep were more apt to develop diabetes in the next 10 years than the women who initially averaged seven to eight hours of sleep. A sleep debt of three to four hours a night over a few days can result in a metabolic changes that mimic a pre-diabetic state. Close your eyes and lose weight. Perhaps one of the most interesting recent findings about sleep is the effect that it has on obesity. It's interesting to note that as Americans' nighttime sleep deprivation lessens, by one or two hours over the second half of the 20th century, the incidence of obesity doubled over roughly the same time period. While sleep deprivation alone doesn't explain the rise in obesity and diabetes, it sure plays a contributing role. One study showed that the less you sleep, the more likely you are to become obese. This study conducted at 
Columbia University demonstrated a clear link between the risk of being obese and the number of hours of sleep each night, even after controlling for depression, physical activity, alcohol consumption, ethnicity, the level of education, age, and gender. The study subjects were 32 to 59 who slept four hours or less per night were 73% more likely to be obese than those who slept seven or eight to nine hours per night. Those who got only five hours each night had a 50% higher risk than those who got a full night's sleep. <laughs> and those who got six hours of sleep were still 23% more likely to be substantially overweight. In another study, adolescents with greater sleep disruption or generally poor quality of nighttime sleep were also demonstrated lower daytime activity for each hour (coughs) of sleep loss the odds of obesity increased by 80%. One of the reasons that sleep seems to have such dramatic effect on weight is the intimate relationship between sleep and hormones. When you experience sleep deprivation, your blood levels of leptin... Your blood levels of leptin, which is a hormone that acts as an appetite suppressant, appear to decrease. Leptin is a hormone that's produced by fat cells, and it helps to regulate your appetite and metabolism. High levels of leptin help you eat less, while low levels increase your appetite and cause you to eat more. And I think I'm going to stop there for today and take this off of mute. And so we can say goodbye to each other. This is Susan Mann in Portland, Oregon, signing out for August 23rd, 2021. Okay, so there we have it. So why it's important for us to get sleep. And hopefully you guys found that interesting. I know that I certainly do, and it's one of those things that keeps me coming back to this book because it's just a wealth of wonderful information. And I'll be continuing more about sleep again tomorrow, and I'll pick it up with starting out with the leptin hormone and why it um, decreases our appetite, which is not a good thing, which is why since it's caused by fat, it's important to make sure we reduce that body fat. At the top of the hour, if you're looking for a new skin business to build it, then um, go to Facebook One Team Global Live, and they will have one of our leaders sharing information on how to do that at the top of the hour, which will be in about four minutes. Any thoughts or comments or things that you want covered on future topics, you can definitely say something out. Thank you, Susan. This is uh, something that I need to hear over and over and over again. (laughs) Well, 
Well, and we're getting into the time of year where kids are starting school and schedules are changing, and it's a good time to make a change to make sure everybody gets good sleep. So hence why they put it in the book when they did. <laughs> but, yeah, I need the reminders, too. You have, have a great day. I'm going to hop on off and get ready for my workman. Talk to you tomorrow. Okay. Okay, take care, everybody. Bye. Bye. You're welcome.